Welcome to the awesome Podmix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today, I'll be talking about the first episode of Marvel Studios' Hawkeye. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Never Meet Your Heroes, written by Jonathan Igler and directed by Reese Thomas. It's the first series with a Kevin Feige production credit. The Marvel Studios title sequence includes a shot of Natasha and Yelena from Black Widow on the interior of the Wii, Hawkeye on the M from Avengers, and Shang-Chi from Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. The episode opens in the year 2012 from Avengers. Young Kate Bishop is eavesdropping on her parents fighting over their finances. When young Kate falls off her toy truck placed over a stack of books, her father Derek Bishop goes up to her room to clear things out. Derek imparts an important piece of wisdom about what choices people make in the face of trouble. Eleanor tries to bond with her daughter. Later she asks young Kate to set up a game of checkers while she returns from downstairs. Young Kate enters her room and we see a shadow of Chitauri invasion through the window in the background. A solution to their problems literally dropped from the sky. The toy giraffe is known to appear in many of the MCU titles including Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Endgame, WandaVision, and now Hawkeye. There was a conversation in the Eternals where Dane Whitman wanted to be a giraffe. In one single shot we see young Kate traveling from her room to her parents' room to check on them, watching the chitauri fly over her house, walking downstairs looking for her father, and seeing the crumbled wall of her house. As she looks out, we see Stark Tower right opposite her house. The R in the Stark Tower has dropped, but if you see the Avengers, you'll realize both R and K fall together during the Loki and Thor fight. When Hawkeye shoots at Loki traveling in the Chitauri pod, the remaining T and S fall along as Loki drops on the patio roof. I just needed an excuse to watch the 2012 Avengers and Hawkeye gave me one. PS the 2012 Avengers and Avengers Endgame are my favorite. Everything that I mentioned about the Avengers climax happens over 20 minutes of screen time. The continuity is a little off in Hawkeye because when Clint fights off Chitauri army and jumps off the roof, only A remains in Stark. But I didn't mind the continuity errors. The series got me hooked from the get-go. I love the fact that the story was grounded and was from a perspective of a superhero fan. I loved the sequence so much that I rewound it to watch it again. Kate's mom Eleanor brings Kate to safety, but all this while Kate is asking only one question: if her dad is okay. Eleanor doesn't say a word. Did Eleanor kill Derek and blame it on the Chitauri invasion? If that's the case, Kate will never forgive her. At Derek's funeral, Kate asks a very important question: what if they come back? Eleanor dismisses it saying, The heroes showed them what would happen, but that didn't scare Thanos. Kate wants a bow and arrow to protect them, just like Hawkeye. The title sequence of Hawkeye has one of the best artwork. 
it showcases Kate's journey as an overachiever from childhood to adulthood. In the present day, the camera pans from a stone plaque that reads Stain Tower. The present day has to be December 2024. Maybe it's Obadiah Stain's Tower. Kate tries to pick the lock but fails. She climbs up the building and gets to the rooftop. Kate is there to honor a bet with Greer. She fails in her first attempt. In her next attempt, she brings the bell clock tower down. Kate Bishop is in trouble. Cut to New York City during Christmas. I've heard New York City is magical during Christmas. At Rogers the Musical, Barton family is bored watching the show. Adam Pascal makes a cameo in Rogers the Musical as one of the suited civilians. The music starts to fade when Clint sees Natasha's introduction on stage. It's dramatic for him to watch. Lila, played by Ava Russo, checks if Clint switched off his hearing aid. Clint says, I know what happened. I was there. You know who wasn't there? That guy pointing at Ant-Man. Now, during the time heist, Ant-Man did visit 2012 New York battle. Did the timeline change? I know in the comics, Ant-Man was present during this battle. Clint excuses himself to the bathroom. Clint spots a Thanos was right graffiti on the urinal. That is such a slap in the face of all the heroes who fought and sacrificed themselves to bring everyone back. Clint steps out of the theatre for some fresh air. Lila comforts her father as he reminisces about Natasha. His other two kids join in and they leave to see New York during Christmas. Kate's mom calls her home and reprimands her about the bell clock tower. Clint and his family are having dinner at a Chinese restaurant. They make plans for each day counting down to Christmas, including gingerbread house, Christmas movie marathon, and ugly Christmas sweaters. Clint feels uncomfortable when the restaurant staff says that they don't have to pay, the dinner is on them because Clint saved their city. Kate is dressed in all-black tux, exactly like the waiters at the party. Kate learns about her mother's engagement with Jack. She needs time to process this piece of information. She too steps out of the venue for fresh air and spots the one-eyed dog. When she returns, Kate overhears Armand and Eleanor arguing. Kate checks with Eleanor if Armand is threatening her. Eleanor is fearless. Where is Eleanor getting all this confidence from? Kate follows Armand. As Kate follows Armand through the kitchen, Kate passes by a dry erase board that reads, Six days until Christmas. She picks up a food plate to blend in as she follows Armand into the underground black market auction. Jack joins Armand. There's an artifact recovered from the wreckage of the Avengers compound. It's Ronin's retractable sword and his suit, along with a watch. Vultures, I tell ya. The tracksuit mafia bombs the underground black market auction. Jack steals the Ronin sword. The tracksuit mafia and Kazi are looking for the watch. The box containing Ronin's costume opens right in front of Kate. When the tracksuit mafia point their guns at Jack and Armand, Kate saves the day dressed as Ronin. I think Jack recognizes Kate and her voice. She uses the wine bottles in the cellar to fight off the mafia guys. One of the mafia guys stationed outside with their escape truck finds the watch that reads Avengers Compound Lot Number 268, which is a nod to the comics where Kang makes an appearance. The one-eyed dog attacks the tracksuit mafia guy. Kate kicks the mafia guy, follows the dog and heroically saves him from moving traffic and is caught on camera wearing the Ronin outfit. 
Barton family visits the Christmas tree at the Rockefeller Center and return to their hotel. At their hotel, Clint watches Spectrum News won by Pat Kierman, wherein they show Kate saving the dog in Ronan's outfit. I don't know if the writers were going in for save the cat scene for Ronan, but instead of a cat, it's a dog, and instead of Ronan, it's Kate. We see a quick flashback of Hawkeye dressed as Ronan from the movie Endgame. Clint annihilates the Japanese mafia, stops in his tracks, and turns to look at Natasha. Kate takes the one-eyed dog to her apartment, discusses about Armand, and offers pizza to the dog. Kate finds Armand's location with the help of her Bishop security app on her phone and leaves the dog in the apartment. Kate sneaks into Armand's home, finds monogrammed butterscotch and Armand's corpse. Kate escapes from there as soon as she hears the house help entering the home. The tracksuit mafia guys catch up to Kate and mistake her for Ronin. She tries to fight them off but is outnumbered. She then tries to find a car that's unlocked and finds shelter in there. Someone drops down from above and fights off the mafia for Kate. This person drags Kate out of the car into the alley to check who it is. Clint is about to punch Kate when he realizes she's just a kid. Kate recognizes Hawkeye and says, You're Hawkeye! And Clint asks, Who the hell are you? Answer, Your future prodigy, future Hawkeye. I was so excited to see this episode. I was glad that the makers had decided to release two episodes together. All I wanted was not to be disappointed with the show. You won't be disappointed either. You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching the awesome pod mix page on Patreon, and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.